Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to week one at the NFL preview show. Um, we're going to be running these shows each week uh, along with another show at another time in the week, probably early on on a Monday. Um, so welcome to the first week, as I say, of the NFL. Um, we've got Katie Brinkley coming up in just a second, um, who's going to present with me um, throughout the season. So I'm looking forward to having uh, Katie on the show. Um you can get us on social media as always, atp at cjd.me.uk uh, by email. You can search for, for us on Facebook, Across the Pond Sports Pod, uh, on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Uh, you can also get us on Instagram as well. Uh, just give us a search, Across the Pond Sports Pod. Pretty easy to find on there. Um, thanks so much again for downloading this week's episode. Um, it does uh, mean a lot uh, to have all these listeners um, coming in, still getting lots of feedback um, and listeners from other countries um, coming in uh, each and every week. Um, you can support uh, the Across the Pond Sports Pod every time you shop now uh, <clears throat> for fan gear. Uh, just click on the link in the description of the podcast on our, on our social media um, outlets. Um, next time you're shopping uh, for sports gear, uh, do it at Fanatics. Um, and that way you support our podcast as well. Um, so thanks uh, to Fanatics for that partnership that we have with them. Um, it's an exciting one to have. Um, it's going to be great to to see people in their fan gear this year. So if you do buy some stuff from uh, Fanatics, by all means, uh, post us a picture as well. Uh, be great to see uh, what people are, are getting, um, especially with Christmas coming up. You know, it's not actually that far away. Uh, so I do believe shops are already starting to sell Christmas gear. So uh, it'd be great to have uh, some pictures, you guys, uh, purchasing some Fanatics gear uh, and then posting it on, on our social media as well. It'd be great to see. Um, so we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, got Katie Brinkley, as I say. Uh, so let's uh, get on with the show. Okay then, so we have Katie Brinkley all the way from Colorado. She is a Colorado native. Uh, Katie grew up loving the game of football. Uh, 
helped at John Elway at the time was a quarterback of her beloved Denver Broncos. Um, she has played football with her dad regularly and never misses a snap of NFL action on Sundays. Uh, so perfect to come here on the podcast with us. Um, as she got older, she began following football even more and even took officiating courses in college. Uh, in college, she was the sports director for the college radio station and she landed her dream job fresh out of school as a sports reporter for the local sports station in Denver, 850 KOA. Uh, covering the Colorado Rap Rockies, the baseball team, the Denver Broncos themselves, and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, she dreamed of being the next Aaron Andrews, uh, but seeing as she's not made it onto TV, uh, you, you know how that played out. Uh, <laughs> life uh, ended up taking her down a different path, and she now owns her own social media marketing agency. Her love for football is still unwavering um, as she is involved in two fantasy leagues, two pick'em leagues, <laughs> and a daily follower of all things NFL. Uh, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, James. I'm excited to uh, to be on the show with you. Yep, you're going to be with us every week all the way through the season uh, up until the Super Bowl. Um, and we'll probably do a show just to end off the season on the Super Bowl as well. Uh, it's going to be great to have you on. Um, anything you're looking forward to this season? You know, I think that this season is going to be something that's truly unlike we've ever seen before because nobody knows what to expect from their teams. Uh, with no preseason and no access really to training camps, there's so many uncertainties. And so I think it'll be a really interesting season just to see how teams play out and what uh, what each team brings to the table. Yeah, that's right. It is, it's, it's a very odd season. Obviously, COVID has had a, a massive impact on teams. Uh, we've seen that the New England Patriots defensive line pretty much was decimated uh, with opt-outs uh, quite early on. Um, we haven't had a math week. I kind of thought we'd have a lot of opt-outs following that, but we didn't have as many quite as I thought. I, I definitely think too that it, it's something, Bill Belichick has something up his sleeve because it was mostly just the New England Patriots that I feel like that took the opt-out uh, option. So I feel like uh, Belichick's got something up his sleeve for the uh, 2021 draft and somehow he's going to get that. Trevor Lawrence in the draft. It is strange. Like when you talk about Bill Belichick, every year he does something so out of the box. No one expects it. It, it really wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this is something to, to get him that number one pick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I mean, well, time will tell how Cam Newton is if he's back to a normal self, but uh, since he only has that one-year deal, I feel like Phil Belichick definitely has something up his sleeve for a uh, taking a quarterback high in the 2021 draft. So what happens if, if Cam Newton actually ends up being quite good and back to his best and the, the, the Patriots end up having a great season? I think that way he's, Belichick's won either way because if they're bad, they get the number one pick. If they're good, he can re-sign Cam Newton to a decent contract. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, I like to see Cam Newton come back to his old form because he was such an exciting player to watch. Um, I hated having, you know, any of the Carolina running backs on my team when Cam Newton was healthy for fantasy, <laughs> because whether it was first and goal, second and goal or third and goal, 
only Cam Newton was going to be getting that ball into the end zone. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I definitely, I think he brings a different level of excitement to the game and the Patriots needed something exciting to talk about or some sort of excitement with their team with Tom Brady leaving and kind of just, an, you know, the, so much of their defensive line opting out with COVID. Yeah. Um, so I think that he's hopefully going to bring some excitement back to the Patriots as much as, uh, you know, I'm a Broncos fan deep down. So I always kind of would like to see the Patriots not do well, but they Cam on the team is going to bring a whole new level of excitement for the, for the Patriots fans. Definitely. I think um, he was a very exciting player uh, previously. He obviously, um, things didn't go well in Cal- uh, Carolina. So um, towards the end there, because I think he, he kind of came out with a statement saying, I want to spend my whole career in Carolina. Uh, and then he got shipped off um, or shipped yeah. out. And then he decided to yep. Bill Belichick that is normal, picked up someone who is an outcast. And, and he does have form for doing really well with players that have been dropped by their teams. So um, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And I mean, even, even with, you know, Randy Moss, you know, he was able to, I remember when Randy Moss was playing with the Raiders and you know, there was one play where he just stopped running the route <laughs> in the middle of the play and just walked off the, into the sideline. I was like, what? That guy's got the worst attitude. But, you know, he goes and joins the Patriots and he's this whole new player and, you know, team first kind of guy. So I do think that the Patriots taking Cam Newton was uh, probably the, the best landing spot for Cam Newton and his type of personality. Yeah, no, totally agree. So what we will do then is we will move on to the week one matchups. Um, we're going to start off with uh, the Thursday night game. The Traditionally, you have the Super Bowl winners. Um, so we've got the Chiefs at home to the Texans. Um, this one is, well, in the, in the UK, it's like a 1.30 kickoff in the morning. Um, so probably not one I'm going to stay up for. I'll have to record it for the morning. This is a, a really big game for the Chiefs. They've signed some big, big contracts uh, from Mahomes and Kelsey. Who have you got in this one? You know, I just, I think that the Texans shipping off, you know, Hopkins Mm -hmm. was a terrible, terrible decision. And I just don't see them really kind of rebounding from that. With Will Fuller, he's a great receiver, but he's injured all the time. And I, I just think that the Chiefs, they have only gotten better, you know, with their first round pick um, of Edward Hilaire. He is going to be great for them and just another tool for Mahomes. And I just think that the Chiefs are going to come out and continue dominating like they did last year. Yeah. So, I mean, the Chiefs have won uh, week one matchups five years in a row. Um, and the Texans have lost uh, – three years in a row, their, their week one matchups. So history is not, or recent history isn't going for the Texans either. But yeah, they've totally weakened, uh, in my eyes as well, uh, their lineups. Uh, and I think the Chiefs will probably have a pretty easy Thursday night game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, I just think that where Mahomes is right now, he's just he's just off the charts with his you know, accuracy and the weapons around him. Um, and all they did was get better this offseason. Could this be a, a preseason game for the Chiefs? 
I I think it could be. Um, you know, they they start. You know, in the, the AFC divisional round, they were down by twenty four at one point and came back. And I think that that's something where they're going to come out and try and come out strong. And if they get up high, I it would not surprise me to see a lot of the second um, second guys uh, on the on the lineup come into the game in the second half. Okay, so. I'm going to put some points on the board here. So each each matchup, um, myself and, and Katie are going to give a, a points total for the winner um, to see how much they win by. Um, and then each week we will uh, review how we did the week before um, and we'll top the scores at the end of the season, see how we've done against each other. I have the Chiefs winning this game by 14. By 14? Yeah. All right. I see. I have the Chiefs winning uh, by seven because I think that they're going to go up early, and like I said, they're going to give a lot of those second-tier guys off the bench uh, more playing time because it is going to be more like a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So I have them only winning by seven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I have the, I, I have a score of thirty-one to twenty-four Chiefs. Oof, thirty-one twenty-four. I didn't I didn't get a, an actual score. Um, I, I just went for for a good forty because I think Andy Reid um, is going to. He's going to get out early, like you said, start strong. Um, and like you said, I think he will put in those secondary lines, but I think he'll then, he'll just, I think they'll coast uh, and they'll have a, a big size lead while they do that. Yep, I agree. Okay, so let's move on then uh, to Sunday. First Sunday of football. Um, Red Zone Sunday, as it's called in my house. Um, <laughs> yes, ours too. Ours yeah. too. <laughs> uh, me and my boys usually sit down and watch uh, Red Zone Sunday. Um, so, um, and now that we have our own NFL channel in the UK, um, we're all going to get to watch uh, a lot of NFL this season. Um, so, Sunday's first game I've got is the Seahawks Falcons. Um, sorry, no, it's not. It's the Eagles uh, at Washington. Um, it's Washington are a, a bit of a strange team. Um, Ron Riviera has given the, the quarterback spot, uh, to, to the new guy. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but I do see the, the Eagles probably taking this one quite comfortably. I, I agree with that. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Haskins, um, who's the quarterback yeah. for, for Washington. I, I just don't have a ton of confidence in him. I think that he has a lot of mechanic issues that he needs to uh, get under. Um, I think, that, you know, that they had Adrian Peterson, who was kind of a security blanket, and it you know, they let him go. I, I, there's just no one on the Washington team that really kind of stands out as, well, they can build this team around this player. Um Whereas, you know, the Eagles, they have wins. They have all their playmakers that are coming back. Sanders looks great last year. So, I mean, I'm sorry, not Sanders. Um, uh, Yeah, Sanders. Uh, He looked great last year, surprisingly. And Deshaun Jackson's back. So, I just think that a lot of the Eagles playmakers are all back. They're all healthy. And it's going to be a pretty easy win for them. Yeah. I mean, Scott Turner was the offensive coordinator for the Panthers last year. Um, and they were second in the NFL for pass attempts. Um, so they were, and, and they were a pretty decent uh, passing team. 
if he makes Haskins pass so much, yeah, he's going to get lots of reps. But I was thinking that Haskins is probably two years away from being a, a starting quarterback. Uh, I, I just I don't even know if I ever see him as a starter. <laughs> I, I I really just don't have a ton of confidence in in him as a, as a starter. But I see him, you know, as a as a bench spot, you know, as a backup. But I don't. I don't love his mechanics. I don't think he makes very good decisions um, with the ball. He, he, there, I think the team reminds me a lot of uh, Jameis Winston with mm. his decision-making. Yeah. Okay. And trying, trying to force the ball. So. Try to force it too much. Yeah. So like I say, I mean, Scott Turner is probably as the offensive coordinator is probably going to want that. And that means Haskins then has to kind of force it unless he's going to call audibles um, all day long. Um, so I have the Eagles uh, in this one winning by eight. I have the Eagles winning by eighteen. I Whoa. I really don't have a ton of I don't have a ton of confidence <laughs> in the Washington football team this year. Uh, prove me wrong. I just like I said with with Haskins as the starter, I just see a lot of turnovers happening. Okay, well we'll see how that one works. So, <laughs> um, right. So next up we have the Dolphins at the Patriots. Um, so. New England at home, uh, we've talked about them a, a fair amount. One thing I noticed about their schedule is their schedule this year looks pretty tough um, to start off with. Um, they're pretty much going in against uh, plus 500 teams. Uh, that, sorry, teams that were plus 500 last year is pretty much the start of their schedule, which is pretty, pretty tough going to start with. Yeah, you know, and I think that luckily, you know, the the – it is a new team for, for Cam Newton. We've already talked about him and how he's going to be able to, I think, give some life to the the Patriots. But the Dolphins, they're a young team who have, you know, the experience of Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, that senior leadership you know, yeah. at, at the quarterback position. And they still have Devontae Parker. You know, he's healthy right now. He's a great receiver when healthy. And uh, Jordan Howard's back there. So I, I think that, I think that the Dolphins are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, um, I think they, they probably will. Um, I, I think this game this game's certainly going to be tighter. Um, I have the, the Patriots uh, winning by three. Patriots by three. I have the Dolphins winning by Ooh. six. Yes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's... We uh, we just talked about it too. But I think that with a lot of the Patriots' defensive line mm-hmm. opting out of yeah. the season, yeah, they're they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit uh, easier than you know the, the Patriots of last year. The Patriots' yeah. defense last year was incredible, and oh, yeah. um, especially if you had them in fantasy. But <laughs> I I think that the the, the Dolphins are going to be able to move the ball a little bit easier um, against the the Patriots and. Mm-hmm. One thing that we have to keep in mind for all of these games is that there really isn't going to be a home field advantage. Um, there's no fans, you know, yeah. Because there's no fans. No, that, that's true. One, one stat I am going to throw at you is the Patriots are 33-7 and seven at home over the last five seasons. Yeah, but they had Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the Brady factor comes in. I think that the Brady factor comes in, and I also think – I think that it's going to be a weird year without having any fans. I think that really the only true home field advantage this year is going to be here in Denver because we have that altitude factor. Yes, yeah. Um, so I think that that's really going to be the only, uh, without fans, that's going to be the only 
team that has a quote unquote home field advantage. Yeah, no, I agree. That's right. So we'll move along to the Packers uh, Vikings game. So that's in Minnesota, that one. Um, so Aaron Rodgers is uh, taking his team over to Minnesota. That's um, oh, it's a big rivalry game. It's Is it one that you would really, you, I would hope that this game would be kind of mid-season because then you've seen the two teams kind of go at it and, you know, get some reps in. Um, it's going to be a very odd kind of Derby game, if you like. Yeah, and I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and play mad this year. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, was not happy with the way that the draft went and not really getting a number one receiver or, or any kind of weapons for, for, you know, he got his his replacement really drafted. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that he's going to be playing kind of mad this year. And um, I I think that this is going to be a really, really close game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirk Cousins looks looks great. You know, Thielen is back and Dalvin Cook is is healthy. So, I mean, I think that the, the Vikings are, are going to win a lot of games, but I, I do not have them winning this one. So you don't have the Vikings win. So I had the Vikings by three. Okay. I have the Packers by one. The Packers by one. Okay. So I have to be honest, my, my wife is a Packers fan. And when she listens to this, she's going to, you didn't take the Packers. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't see. I mean, Kirk Cousins has, has made a few comments in the media over the last week or so that weren't very helpful, um, and he got himself in a bit of stick with the media. Uh, however, um, that going by the by, he he is a decent quarterback. When he was in Washington, he had a lot of issues, as everyone does in Washington, yeah. uh, with Washington sports teams, and they're almost as getting as bad as New York sports teams. Um, but the, the the Packers are going to be strong, I think, this year, and I think. Overall, uh, I think the Packers are going to finish um, in, in a playoff spot for sure. Um, but I, for this game, for this start, uh, uh, yeah, definitely going for the Vikings for three. Yeah, it's uh, it, I definitely think it's going to be one of the closest games uh, this this weekend, um, as far as probably the the most the, the closest game for the the early Sunday matchup. Yeah, um, and. Again, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with and play that like he has something to to prove. Oh, I definitely think that's that's true, um, because he made a comment a couple. Uh, well, I think it was this week he made a comment about he, he wasn't really happy about having to be a, a mentor for someone quite yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm sure that Brett Favre felt the same way. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Well, I think that's what he was kind of alluding to that you know Brett Favre had to do it for him doesn't mean he has to do it for the new guy. So yeah. uh, we'll see how that one uh, plays out then on uh, Sunday as one of the early games. Uh, the next one is the Colts are traveling to Jacksonville. So they're off to Florida. Um, that one, um, <laughs> the Jaguars only had three rushing touchdowns last season, um, which I thought was an absolutely mental stat. Um, they have Minshew at quarterback who for me he looks like the villain out of um, Despicable <laughs> Me 2 um, <laughs> I can't even remember the, the guy's name but that's who, that's who he looks like so every time I see the Jaguars play it just makes me laugh uh, yeah I always think of uh, Uncle Rico from um, what is that Napoleon Dynamite yeah so, <laughs> so yeah he's uh, yeah he's got a few few he's, he's a villainous look to him let's say that um, this one I think 
is going to be a really tough one. I mean, you have uh, Menchu, uh, who was picked uh, 178th in the draft. Um, yeah, he's a starting quarterback now, but um, this one's a tough one because I think the Colts are now on their way back up. They've they've went through their kind of down years, um, and I think they could be on the back on the way back up. And with the the players that the Jaguars have offloaded, this just doesn't look like a great season for the Jags. No, I I. I, it's not nowhere near the the 2017 Jaguars where they were surprising everybody and you know going to through the AFC playoffs. Yeah. It's it's a completely different team and you know no one wants to really even be there. It seems in, in Jacksonville. Um, I I don't I, I see them sucking for the entire 2021 season to again just try and get the as good a draft picks as possible. Um, I think I agree with you. The Indianapolis Colts are are on their way back up. Um, I think that Phillip Rivers is going to be a good quarterback for them, which they they haven't had great quarterback play since Andrew Luck left um, and and was healthy. Mm. But they have good running backs. They have one of the better receivers in T.Y. Hilton, and I think that um, Phillip Rivers will enjoy playing in a dome. Uh, so I. I think that the Colts are on the upswing and I just feel bad for Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, there, there's always been talk of Jacksonville being relocated uh, to London um, to be the, the London franchise. Um, if there wasn't going to be an expansion, um, Jacksonville do seem to dig themselves a hole because they're the team that comes over every year. Now, given there's no games happening in London this year um, with COVID, um, Jacksonville, on the one hand, yeah, they're maybe going after that number one pick um, for next year. But at the same time, they're probably digging themselves a bigger hole um, for being relocated to London. Yeah. And, you know, I I was listening to um, another sports show about how Jacksonville is just trading away their, their top talent for the all these draft picks, which is great because you're able to kind of get you know there's a lot more young players to come and play for your team but I feel like they keep doing that and then they get the the players end up blossoming like like Fournette he did well and then they trade them and then they kind of are they're constantly rebuilding and it's uh it's kind of hard to really get behind a team that's always in a rebuilding yeah yeah there's just no consistency there at all um so I have Indiana um, winning this one, or Indianapolis, um, winning this one by 10. I have them uh, winning this resoundly by 21. By 21, Whoa, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I was maybe being a little conservative then in that case. Um, I think it'll be, I, I don't think it'll be a great game to watch, um, spectator-wise, but I, I think that the, the Colts will, will easily uh, win that one out. Um, we're going to move on then to the Bears at the Lions. Now, it came out, I think, earlier today that, that Mitch Trubisky will start for the Bears. Now, Mitch Trubisky is a former Bronco, um, and he's he had a, a bit of a, a leaving do, if you like, as he got booted out the door in Denver. Um, I don't understand why teams keep giving Trubisky a chance. 
Um, they, they gave him a chance in Houston. They're now, he's now getting a second chance in, in Chicago. Is he really the guy that can lead the Bears? I think that Mitch Trubisky is, is a very overrated uh, quarterback. That's why they brought in Nick Foles. I'm, I'm surprised that Nick Foles is not the starter. Um, I think that they want to give Trubisky one more, one more chance. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, I, I think that the, the Bears are going to kind of be that they'll, they'll play in some exciting games, but I, I don't foresee them being uh, making the playoffs. No, I think I think they're going to struggle. I mean, last season they had 32 sacks total, um, which is horrendous. Um, and, and they've just really struggled over the last few years. Um, the Lions, on the other hand, I think Stafford um, is a tight quarterback. I think he can run an offense once he gets going. But sometimes I think he takes he takes too many games to actually kind of get warmed up into a season and I think with no preseason that maybe makes it a bit difficult so that's why I see this game actually being quite close um, so I have the Lions winning by five I have the Lions winning by 18 18 wow you're giving yeah. some big scores wow I, I am <laughs> and I think that well I, I think that a lot of these it, you know, it is going to be like preseason, I think, mm-hmm. for some of these games yep. uh, where it might start out kind of close. But I, I think that, you know, Matthew Stafford's back um, mm-hmm. from his back injury. Yeah. And I think that Stafford, you know, is, is going to be Matthew Stafford. He's he's a, a good quarterback. He was the highest paid in the league for a while for a reason. Yeah. Um, they, they added Swift at running back. And I think that I think that the Lions are going to be. Uh, a better team than than people anticipate. I don't foresee them winning the Super Bowl, but I, I think that the Lions are going to come out and um, be a, a, a better offensive team than we've seen in the past. So I've got the Lions as a, as a wild card team uh, this year. Um, I think they've got a good chance at that. Um, I don't think they'll get much. I don't think they'll get past the wild card game, but I have them kind of in that kind of. I've got a couple of teams in the wild card, to be fair, but um, they're, yeah. they're definitely one of them. Yeah, and I think that the like I said, it, it dep- a lot depends on on who stays healthy. And yeah. I mean, now we have to throw COVID into all of it. Like, yeah. if, if somebody gets COVID and is out for two weeks, you know, so it anything can happen. But I, I think that the Lions are going to to come out and with a with, of the season with a winning record, um, and maybe be on that that playoff bubble. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. Um, so we will move on to the Raiders um, are traveling to the Panthers. So we're not getting that Vegas game uh, in week one. Um, they are in Carolina. Now, you are a huge fantasy fan. Uh, McCaffrey yes. um, is a fantasy god, or he was last season. Uh, do you think he can match what he did last season? I think that McCaffrey is going to be another a stud again, uh, this year, like just like he was last year, he was ig- exciting every time that he got the ball. Whether he he's, can catch the ball, unlike any other running back we've seen, and for his size, the way that he can move the pile is just awesome. Um, he is a a former Broncos player's son, Ed McCaffrey. So I grew up watching his dad, Eddie Mack, play play for the Broncos, and so it's neat seeing you know another a Colorado kid come through uh, the Colorado high school system and make it in the NFL and, and be as dominating as he is. 
I, I, I think he's going to have another great season and um, he's going to be a real highlight for all the games that the Panthers are in. Yep. Okay. So here's a, a, a stat for you, like a stat. So only two teams have finished above 500 after relocation. Uh, the Raiders did it in 82 and the Chargers did it in 2017. Um, the Raiders did do it in 82, the year I was born. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> under, under Joe, Joe Gruden, um, I don't think they can. <laughs> really? I, I think that the Raiders are going to be a better team than people think. I, I really think that they're going to be, and it's hard for me to say that because I'm a Broncos fan and, you know, I, I grow up cheering against the Raiders. Yeah. But I think that they're, I think that they're going to have a better record than the Broncos at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to be, I think that if, if Derek Carr can get on the same, you know, playbook as John Gruden, mm-hmm. I think that they're, I think that they're going to do well. I don't think that they're going to end up winning the AFC West, but I do think that they're going to end up doing well. They, they have a great running back. They've, they've added, you know, you know, Henry Ruggs at wide receiver. I, I think that the Raiders are going to end up being a, a better team than people are expecting. Okay. So um, they also have um, Jason Witten, um, who is a former cowboy, um, but he's out injured. Um, so that was one of the pieces that they kind of brought in to, to help um, Carr out, but he's out. They obviously didn't go through the signing of Antonio this year um, like they did uh, previously, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was an absolute disaster. Um, so I, I do think they've had a steadier kind of off-season um, whereas it's not been kind of marred in controversy and stuff. So I do think they will have a, a, a fairly decent season, but yeah, I'm not, not, not convinced that they will. Because I think Derek Carr as well, I think, I think he gets moody through the season. So um, I, I think if he can stay in the right mindset and stay on Gruden's kind of playbook, then yes, they probably will have a really good season. But he really needs to stay on it um, and, and keep that focus. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And like I said, I, I think that I don't think that they're going to battle the, the Chiefs for the AFC West title. But I do think that if if everyone can stay healthy and Derek Carr plays the type of game that John Gruden wants him to, that they, they will be better than people expect. Okay, so I have uh, the Raiders. I, I do have the Raiders winning this game. Uh, so I have them winning by eight. I have the Raiders only winning by three. By three, okay. So a bit more conservative this time around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll move on to the Jets at the Bills. Um, right. So the Jets, Jets have—they're uh, one of these teams that you know they don't win a whole lot. So um, they've got five wins or less in the last three of and uh, uh, the last four seasons. Three of those seasons they finished with five wins or less. So not not great records. Uh, the Bills, on the other hand, they they seem to be a team that have improving year on year. I definitely agree with that. And then adding Stephon Diggs mm. as a weapon for Josh Allen is huge. You know, I, I think that I think that the Bills are going to be uh, playing in the playoffs this year, I, as long as everyone again can stay healthy. I think that the Bills are going to be uh, one of the better teams in the AFC, and uh, especially. It, we'll have to see how the Patriots are, uh, but if the Patriots come out and end up being like a, a nine and seven team, 
then I think that this is going to be the, the Bills division to lose. Awesome. Okay, so I have the, the Bills winning uh, by seven. I have the Bills winning by 14. By 14, okay. I, ju- I just don't think that the Jets are going to be that good of a team, unfortunately. Um, you know, I have Le'Veon Bell on one of my fantasy teams, and I hope that he and Adam Gase can work out their issues because I would really like him to have a decent season, but who knows if we, you know, if we're going to get the Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Le'Veon Bell that we've seen with the Jets. Okay, so we'll move on to the Browns at the Ravens. Um, this still on the early games. Uh, Lamar Jackson, former MVP last year, um, he had more touchdowns than the Ravens punted last year. He had 43 touchdowns <laughs> um, and they punted 41 times. That's an outrageous stat. Um, I do have uh, the Ravens going all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so I have them winning this one by 16. I have the Ravens also winning because Lamar Jackson uh, is is an entirely different type of quarterback uh, you know, he's right up there with Patrick Mahomes as, as far as a, a game changer anytime he steps on the field. I have the Ravens winning by 11. 11, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think you don't need to really talk about the Browns. I think the Browns are, are going to be the Browns. They're not going to not gonna set the world on fire and certainly not on week one. I think this could be very much a, a preseason game again for the Ravens, uh, much like it could be for the Chiefs, as we mentioned earlier. So I, I definitely see this one as... Is, is the Ravens one um, in the books. Um, we'll, we'll cover one more off um, and then we'll, we'll take a short break. Uh, so we have, let's just see who we got, the Seahawks at the Falcons. Yeah, the, I think that that'll be one of the, the better early games as well. Yeah, I, I see this one being really tight. Um, this one could... Um, I'm going to tell you straight away. I've I've got uh, the Seahawks winning this one by one. I have the Seahawks also winning, but by six. By six. Uh, yeah. I I don't know what to expect from Todd Gurley in a Falcons uniform. Yeah. Uh, that that's going to be the the difference maker for the Falcons for me. We all know that Julio Jones is amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of the best receivers in the league. You know what what is Matt Ryan going to do this year? How's he going to be? How is you know, Todd really going to fit in? Like, are they going to utilize him as a workhorse back like they should? Or, you know, what exactly are we going to see from it? But I think that the Seahawks are going to come out and be the Seahawks. And with their, you know, Russell Wilson is pretty steady, consistent. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And I, I just see them uh, winning and winning in week one against the Falcons. Yeah, no, that's that's the way I have it as well. So um, it it will be one of the games to watch, I I think. Um, Another thing that'll be interesting too is the Seahawks defense isn't the Seahawks defense that we've gotten used to seeing over the past few years. They've they've had a lot of people exit and uh, don't really have those big name, you know, corners and safeties anymore. So I don't know really what to expect from the Seahawks defense. So again, I think that this, if, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones come out strong mm-hmm. and Todd Gurley gives them that, that running, uh, you know, game that, that they've kind of missed for a while. I mean, Devonta Freeman, they're great, but I, I think that Todd Gurley brings an entirely new aspect of the running game to them. So I think that it, 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 who know, I think that this one will be one, a, kind of a toss up. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think this this game could go either way. Hence why we probably give them both quite kind of low scores for Seattle winning this one. Um, what we'll do then is uh, we'll take a short break uh, and then we'll uh, kick on with the late Sunday games and Monday night football returns as well. Okay, so we're back. So we're going to cover the late games, Monday Night Football as well. Um, so I did make a bit of a full part earlier on, so apologies. I got Mitch Trubisky Mitch mixed up um, with um, Brock Osweiler, um, of the, formerly of the Broncos. Um, so my bad on that. Um, but yeah, it's a probably easy thing to do because <clears throat> neither of them are Patrick Mahomes. There's a, yeah, they're both mediocre quarterbacks. <laughs> it was just a little dig to the Bears fans, really. Um, so, <laughs> so there you go. So um, we will move on then swiftly um, before I make any more faux pas uh, to the late games on Sunday. Uh, so we're going to start off with the Chargers at the Bengals. Now, the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers will premiere their sleek new uniforms. Um, will new uniforms bring wins? No. No. Straight answer. <laughs> I, I wish that I could say, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year to be a Chargers fan. But I I think that it's going to be, you know, they're in a rebuilding mode, uh, Philip Rivers leaving. And I, I just think that, you know, Austin Eckler, great running back. But he and, and Tyrod Taylor is a, a, a decent quarterback. I think that he uh, hasn't really ever gotten a fair shot uh, as a starter. But I just don't, I don't see them. I, I, I see them kind of as a 500, you know, maybe a, Maybe a seven and nine kind of team. Okay. Um, Bengals have never really been much to talk about over the years, uh, let's be honest. Um, I, I'm not big on the Bengals. I was decent on, on the Chargers with uh, Philip Rivers, as you say. Um, but he has a world of experience that has just left that locker room. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to have a, a really, really tough season. Um, as far as this game goes... I think this game is actually going to be closer than it probably should have been. Uh, I think uh, the Chargers win by three. I have the Bengals by eight. Oh, okay. So you went the the other way. Yeah, and I think that, you know, with Joe Burrow is is a rookie quarterback, but I think he's a smart rookie quarterback, um, and he has weapons around him. Joe Mixon in the backfield is going to be extremely helpful. Having A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, I think that those – weapons around him are going to give him the opportunity to succeed. Uh, and I, again, I think that Joe Burrow is a smart rookie quarterback. Uh, I don't foresee him going down the Jameis Winston mm. interception rabbit hole. Yeah. Do you think um, Burrows will win the offensive rookie of the year? Oh man. I, I think that, I think that he's, I, we haven't seen anything, but, but for as well as he played in college, and the decision making that he had, I absolutely think that that's there. But he, we'll we'll have to see how well he transitions to the faster NFL game, and uh, if if he is still making those smart decisions um, at the NFL level. Okay, so we move on along to the Cardinals at the Forty ers um, So I've got Kyler Murray in my uh, fantasy league team. Um, I'm not starting them against the 49ers because I think they probably have the best defense uh, coming in. Um, the 49ers have also spent a bit of money um, this season. Uh, they signed Kittle to a big contract. That was a, a kind of 
I think that was a big kind of sign of content that, that they want to start to challenge for a Super Bowl uh, behind Jimmy G. Yeah, and I, I think that the the thing for the for the Cardinals with their off season, they they really gave a lot of weapons to Kyler Murray. I think that having Kyler Murray on your fantasy team is a smart decision. And I just, I don't know with the 49ers, I just kind of feel like they really didn't do anything to help Jimmy G. Um, losing Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Debo Samuel, De- yeah, Debo Samuels is just kind of doing, uh, I think that he was injured last I checked, but he's, he's okay, but he's, he doesn't get the separation like Emmanuel Sanders did. Um, I just kind of, I think that, you know, Kittle's really the, the, highlight of that offense mm-hmm. um but i i see the i see the cardinals coming out on top of this one okay so i always have this thing and, and it gets talked about quite a lot that a team that loses a super bowl the next season has a pretty terrible year um it's happened a lot i think only three teams have lost the super bowl and then returned the next season to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots did it last back in 2018. Uh, the Dolphins and the Cowboys have also done it uh, back in the 70s. Do you, I mean, they, they are, if you go around all the, the kind of websites and you look at NFL TV, they are being tipped to be a team that will buck that trend of having a losing season after being at a Super Bowl. Do you think they can do it? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, my dad lives in Northern California and he's a, a Niners fan. So I'm sure that this is breaking his heart, but I just don't <laughs> think that the 49ers are going to be, uh, there's too many other good teams in the NFC. Yeah. I think the Seattle Seahawks are really good. The, the Buccaneers are going to be there. You know, the saints are going to be there. I just don't, I don't know if I trust their offense, their, their defense. That's another story. I think that it's smart that you don't have Kyler Murray starting this, this week against <laughs> the 49ers defense, but other than that, I, I just kind of see their offense as maybe kind of like game manager kind of, you know, and letting their defense wins the games for them. Yeah. So, so my parents also live in Northern California. Um, and they uh, are also 49ers fans. So, yeah, you're breaking their heart too. Um, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, I have the 49ers winning this particular matchup uh, only by seven. I have the Cardinals winning by four. By four. So, yeah, probably tight margins. Um, so take a bit of a swing for uh, the, the, the Cardinals to, to get that one. It will be a, a tough game. I think it'll be a good game. Um, moving on to what will be the probably the game of the day uh, for every newscast anywhere is going to be the Buccaneers at the Saints. You have Tom Brady, 43 years old, uh, quarterback. The Buccaneers went out and got his buddy, Gronkowski, can they bring back the glory days in Tampa? Yeah, I think that this is a a sweet deal for Tom Brady as he gets to go to a new team. It it reminds me a lot of when Peyton Manning came here to the the Broncos after leaving Indianapolis, and he was just surrounded with weapons. the The thing that with with Tom Brady and and Drew Brees, I think this is going to be my my must watch game of the week. Uh, I think it's going to be you know, a battle of two very established quarterbacks that are surrounded by weapons, both, you know, from the running back position to the wide receiver position and, and tight end position that they have, they're just surrounded by weapons. And I think it's crazy too, because we really have not seen Tom Brady and Drew Brees face each other. I, I They've only 
played against each other five times for as long as they both have been in the league. That's just yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. And um, I think that I think it's going to be a, a totally new look team from the Buccaneers because they have an actual quarterback. But I think that the New Orleans Saints are going to be the New Orleans Saints and they have all their weapons back. And, and you know now they have Emmanuel Sanders. So they even have more weapons. And uh, I think that this is just going to be a, a really exciting game to watch. Okay, so talking about Tom Brady, obviously he is a superstar quarterback, six Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. There is a history of big-name quarterbacks going to a new team and then completely flopping. Uh, Joe Montana did it when he left San Francisco and went to Kansas. It didn't work out so well. Um, Johnny Unitas did it. He was 17 years as a Colt. Um, and then moved on to the Chargers. That didn't go so well. Um, Joe Namath as well. Um, he got benched after going 2-2 two and two to start the season. Uh, Brett Favre obviously did it. He uh, ended up in the Jets. Uh, and that, that and the Vikings. So well. and, and yeah, he ended up on the No matter what he did, he always ended, he had, was determined to end his career on an interception. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, it didn't end so well for him. So can... Tom Brady, again, we're talking about bucking trends. Can Tom Brady buck that trend and can he bring a Super Bowl to Tampa? I don't know if he'll bring a Super Bowl to Tampa, but they're 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 the team to beat. Um, them and the Saints are the, the two teams to beat in the NFC to me. That's why this game is is so exciting for me because I feel like this is just gonna be a preview of the NFC championship game. Yeah. And um the Saints don't have the Houdat Nation, you know, cheering them on at home. So it, it's going to be an entirely different type of game than than we've we've seen with that home field advantage. And it'll be it'll be a really exciting game. And I think that Tom Brady is is going to be Tom Brady. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes. He's surrounded by weapons, and you know some of the best wide receivers in the game. Um, I mean, he made. Julian, I mean, not that Julian Edelman isn't a great slot receiver, but I mean, he really made Julian Edelman become a top receiver in the game because he had, you know, he gave him the ball so much. And um, I just think that there's going to be plenty of passes to go around. There's from Tom Brady. And now that they have Fournette on the team, which surprises me because, you know, Jones did great last year. So I'd be kind of sad if I was Jones um, yeah. losing my my position to Fournette and I know that there's been talk about doing a timeshare there um and split carries but I just think that there's so many weapons on the team it reminds me a lot of when Peyton came to Denver and you know players left and right were willing to take a pay cut to come play with yeah Peyton Manning and and win a Super Bowl that that's right and and he did so um did pretty well um yeah. I have uh, this game going to the Saints um, again, another tight game. So I've got the Saints by two. I have the Saints by three. By three. So, wow, we're pretty pretty close in that one. So it's going to be on the nail. Um, it is going to be a cracking game, um, I, I think. Uh, we will move swiftly along to the, the late, late, late game on Sunday, <laughs> uh, which is my Cowboys uh, are heading to the Rams. Um only four head coaches have won a Super Bowl in the last in their first season. Um, Cowboys head coach is, is going to try and do that. 
Um, Jared Goff threw 18 touchdowns, um, zero interceptions in the red zone last season. Um, so the Rams have got Jared Goff going, um, certainly in the red zone. Um, the Rams have been on hard knocks. Now, I've not watched any of hard knocks. Don't know if you have. Um, I have not. I, I'm kind of saving up for the night before. Um, <laughs> hard knocks teams don't seem to do particularly well. Um, but I, I think that this Rams team is pretty decent. So I think they'll probably have a decent um, decent game. Um, who, who have you got in this one? I think that the Cowboys are going to be another good team this year. Um, you know, Zeke is, is back. There's no holdouts. Amari Cooper signed. I mean, everyone signed except for Dak Prescott, but yeah. he's getting paid a ridiculous amount under the franchise tag. Yeah. So I think that, I think that the Cowboys are going to come out and do well under Mike McCarthy um, and hopefully get that offense running the way it should. And um I think that they're going to be, I think that they're going to win this game, not by much. I think it'll be a close game because the Rams defense is still the Rams defense. It's, it's, you know, they have Jalen Ramsey, but I think that the Cowboys are going to come out on top in this game. Okay. So I'm going to give you a theory. So I believe Dak Prescott is going to be motivated by that franchise tag and is going to <clears throat> proverbially, um, stick his two fingers up to the Cowboys and say, I'm going to win the Super Bowl this year and I'm going to make you give me the biggest, fattest contract that will make Patrick Mahomes look like he's a dime bar. Yeah, I that would not surprise me at all. I, I agree. I think that uh, Dak Prescott is going to come out and hopefully, you know, for, for the Cowboys fans, hopefully have a really great season um, to to show that he's worth every penny mm-hmm. of the contract that a lot of people think that he, he deserves. Um, and I, you know, I think that the, the Rams were a little, speaking of contracts for quarterbacks, I think that the Rams rushed, rushed the gun a little bit with Jared Goff and, and his contract because he, he did not look very good last year at all. Um, and hopefully, you know, he's on the same page with, with Sean McVay this year and um, reading that the defense is a little bit better to, 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 be worth the contract that they gave him. Yeah. I mean, I think the Cowboys paid Zeke, but didn't pay Prescott. Um, so I think that was, I think Prescott maybe sees that as a bit of a slight as well. Um, it would be a lot of money that Prescott would get if it was his own contract. But the, the Rams sending off actually, I on the side of that was actually a, a good bit of business because I reckon that, him and McVeigh together, although they did have a, a poor season last year, uh, I think this season they'll they'll start ramping it up again, and I think he will. They will both be clicking on the same page, um, and I think I think Goff's going to have a, a pretty decent year this year. I just I feel like he would. I'd have a little bit more confidence in Goff if he still had Gurley there. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't understand. You know getting rid of Gurley and um, you know, they have Cam Akers and, and Henderson in there, but I, I don't feel like either one of them are going to be a threat like Gurley was to give yeah. Goff the type of time to, you know, make those reads. Um, Cooper Cup's still there. Robert Wood's still there, but I, I just, I hope that Goff and McVay are, are 
back to the way that they were because it was really exciting to to watch the Rams uh, yeah. two years ago. Yeah, they were a good team, and obviously they just moved to LA, and so there was all the hype. So, um, I have Dallas winning this one um, by ten. Wow, you you have a lot more faith in Dallas than I do. I have <laughs> I have Dallas winning, but I only have them winning by three. By three, so... okay. So yeah, I, I do have confidence. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott will will turn it on and I, I do think Prescott maybe much like Aaron Rodgers um, has a bit of a bee in his bonnet and he, he's going to go out mad for it and and put on a show Alright, yeah I, I I think that, you know, it's it'll be, I think the NFC is going to be a really fun division to watch this year, there's a lot of um, storylines and a lot of uh, really good teams built in the NFC Okay, so we'll move along quickly then to our Monday night games um, or in the UK, Tuesday morning. <laughs> so the, the, the first game we have is the Steelers at the Giants. Um, Giants haven't been great probably over the last six seasons or so. Um, they had one decent season. Um, Steelers um, haven't made the playoffs for the last two seasons, um, which is unusual for them. Uh, but obviously Roethlisberger was, was injured for a time as well, so that, that didn't help. Um <sighs> Which of these two teams makes a, a big, big impact this year? A bit of a comeback? The Steelers, hands down. I think that the Steelers are going to come back and uh, be the Steelers from, from two years ago. I think James Conner will do better having Big Ben back uh, under center. And I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to play like the number one receiver we thought he was going to be last year. Um, I, I think that the Steelers are going to come back and um, – be be a good team in the in the AFC this year. Okay, um, I have the Steelers winning this one by six. I also have the Steelers winning, but I have them doing really really well. I have them winning by twenty. I 20. don't. I don't think that the Giants are going to be that great. Um, okay. I, I feel like Saquon Barkley is awesome. He's an exceptional running back, but I just don't think that Daniel Jones is that great of a quarterback yet yeah probably i think he, he's got potential but yeah i agree he's um probably not on Roethlisberger kind of numbers yeah. um anytime soon uh we will move along then to the final game of week one which is your broncos uh, <laughs> are going to be home at the titans now obviously you're gonna have to watch this one from home um given the the restrictions at the moment um the broncos allowed 30 points once last season. Um, so they were pretty decent on defense. Um, the Titans have gone nine and seven for the last four seasons um, in a row. Who or which um, is, is going to really come out in this game? Well, Von Miller is just got hurt uh, in practice yesterday, last play of, the, of practice. And he's, done probably for the season and that is a huge blow yeah. to the Broncos defense um, not that he's the only guy out there I mean there's 10 other guys out there but if you have two players you know blocking one that frees someone else up and I think yeah. that some the defense for the Broncos was going to be really what held the Broncos in a lot of our games this year and I just kind of Playing Derrick Henry the very first week, I think that it's it's going to be tough. Um, 
it's it's going to be a, a little bit different of a game. I had it a little bit closer before Von Miller went down, but I think that you know the Broncos with Drew Lock, they're 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 still so young on offense. And yeah. Melvin Gordon came in. Philip Lindsay is a, a another exceptional back, but I just don't foresee them uh, providing the threat that Drew Lock needs to make the decisions and not throw behind his receivers, which was a little bit of a problem um, last year. So I, I think that maybe mid-season uh, or after four or five games, the Broncos will hopefully uh, be connecting on all, and firing on all cylinders. But I, I just, for this first week, I, I think that they're not going to be up to uh, match the, the Titans. Okay, so I have this one. Uh, as you you might not like me for this, uh, Tennessee winning by one. Wow. See, you. I, I have Tennessee also winning, but I like I said, I don't have a ton of confidence in the Broncos right now, just because. Well, one, we haven't seen a lot, but they're so young on offense, and losing Von Miller was huge. Uh, like I said, there's ten other guys out there on defense that are yeah. still going to be able to help cover you know, receivers and, and stop the run, but I, he just brings a whole nother level. And, and Bradley he has Chubb so much is, experience as well. Yes. And Bradley Chubb's on a limited snap count because of his injuries through training camp. So I, I think that, you know, after a couple games, hopefully the replacements for, for Vaughn will be up and running and will kind of have better handle on, on their responsibilities that are going to be thrown at them this season. And hopefully Chubb will be healthy, but I think that the the Titans are going to come out on top, and I have them winning by seven. Okay. Um, So that is all of the the week one slate done and dusted. Um, What is your game of the week, your must-watch game uh, of week one? It's going to be the Buccaneers and the Saints, just to see those two established quarterbacks uh, face off for only the sixth time. And I think that seeing Tom Brady and Drew Brees uh, play – uh, just on a regular game with without really any fans there and and with all the weapons that they have it's going to be a very I imagine it's going to be a very high scoring game uh, lots of big plays it'll be exciting to see what kind of form Gronk is in um, and I think that I think that the Saints and Bucks is going to be one of the best games this weekend. Okay, so I, I went for the Packers Vikings um, mostly because I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I like you with the the Bucks uh, game. I think this will be quite a high scoring game as well, um, but it's going to be tight, and I think it will be won um, in the last two minutes. Uh, I, I think that game is going to go right to the wire, um, and it's probably going to be won by a field goal at the end. Uh, I don't even think it's going to be won by a touchdown. So um, that is, <laughs> that, that's my pick um, for, for week one. Okay then, so for us across the pond, that is week one in the books. Uh, we'll keep an eye on those scores uh, for me and Katie uh, so we can see how we did uh, next week. Um, and we'll, we'll keep continue to do that uh, until the end of the season uh, we'll see who comes out on top uh, at the end uh, it should be quite interesting if nothing else um, a big thank you to uh, Fanatics um, this podcast is brought to you by them uh, and also Anchor um, who are supporting the podcast as well 
Um, and a huge, huge thank you to Katie uh, for joining us. Uh, we will have her all season. I think we've got a great season ahead with Katie. Uh, she's really going to take us all the way with the NFL, um, all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so it's going to be great fun to have her on. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Katie, you can do so. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at underscore Katie Brinkley. Uh, you can also search for her name, Katie Brinkley, on Instagram uh, as well. Uh, she also has her own podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing. Uh, so if you want to know as a small business um, how to use Instagram and utilize Instagram and hashtags and all that kind of thing, uh, you can listen to our podcasts. Uh, some great info on there as well. Uh, but as I say, huge thank you to Katie. Um, it's going to be great having her on the show. Really looking forward to the season ahead, as is she. Um, next week, we will get to her five uh power rankings of her top five sports films um, and then uh, obviously the week two matchups uh, and also we'll kind of do a brief review of week one see how that's went uh, for the teams and see if uh, we got any scores right but week one is done thank you so much for listening uh, have a great week have a great weekend uh, and enjoy some football sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.